podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Waka waka, everybody, and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. In a week of snowballs and songs, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst finishes the end of his first week as Rangers manager with two wins. I am your host, Scott Carney. Uh, full house tonight. Ali, how you doing? Not too bad. It's December tomorrow, so I can open my phone. I've not even got a calendar. My mum always buys my calendar, even at age of 36, for God's sake. God's so sake, I look man. forward to having a, a chocolate every morning in December. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's boy, uh, Ryan. How's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'll be <clears throat> the thought of chocolate just now makes me feel sick after I just demolished a, a tower burger by pulled pork on it. So I'm not be thinking about my advent calendar probably for a couple of days yet. But yeah, it's all good tonight. Looking forward to this. Yeah, Scotia, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. Looking forward to December. It's football sort of non-stop throughout the month. So that's it's always a good month for for sitting watching the football Rangers. It is, mate, but it's also ludicrous because we've got to do it so we get a winter break. Um, there's, so, yes, it's it's a, a double-edged sword, really. But, um, yeah, so Club Act 22 is supported by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Um, go to manscaped.com, use the code CLUBAT22, you'll get 20% off, plus free shipping. Your balls will definitely thank you. And, yeah, we, are, we have launched a, a sort of subscription service, really, or a, a membership of the the YouTube channel, um, so you can become a Club at 22 supporter um, for only 99p. Um, all you need to do is click the rejoin button below this, you'll be helping supporting this this podcast. And you, if you don't want to uh, become a member, you can buy us a coffee. Uh, there's also a, a button underneath that, a link underneath this that's buy us a coffee. If you want to make a donation to the podcast, that would be great. Thank you to everybody that has done so, so far. It really is much appreciated. And stick around for details of our first ever live podcast um, show from the Viceroy. We'll bring you details of that later on. And the show, so... We start with a quick reaction to the comfortable win over Livy on Sunday. Uh, Mr. Saturday night, Joe Aribo and that man from Zambia gets Rangers three points on a winter's afternoon in Livy. Van Bronckhurst after the game said he was very happy with the two goals at the start. Not so happy with the goal we conceded as well as the performance level at the end of the first half, but was very happy with the dominance Rangers showed in the second half and happy we got the third to secure the three points. Uh, Ryan, you were at the game. Um, as everybody's well aware that they've watched our reaction, we did quite a thorough reaction. It's all your fault, Scott Arfield got booked. Um, so how was the game, mate? How did you watching it live, how did you how did you feel about the game? Well, firstly, I think I'd probably take this opportunity to apologise to Scott Arfield <laughs> um for, for getting booked. Um, even though he didn't leave the field of play, but what VAR didn't pick up was I actually said to Arfield when he approached me, I said, Scott, just enjoy yourself on the pitch. Stay away from me. But Morelos actually stood in front of me, so you couldn't see me saying it. Um, I I really enjoyed Sunday. It was brilliant. I thought, I think there's definitely negatives. Um, and there's, you can tell Van Brockhurst not 100% happy, but 
I think the positives more than outweigh the, the negatives. I think we're a lot more direct. I know it's only two games in, but I do think we're a lot more direct with our play. There was a wee spell where we were just trying to draw Livingston out. Um, but no, I think there's a lot more direct play and he swaps Hadji and Aribo about a lot. He seems to like to do that, whether it's to support Tav or I don't know. And I like this Partson thing that he's doing as well. I like that he's bringing Partson into the into the fold a lot more. But yeah, I was more than happy with Rangers and Mr. Aribo, as I call him, Mr. Consistency, as I call him. He is, um, if he keeps playing like this, it won't only be Aston Villa that's coming knocking at the door for him because he is a shining light this season and what a goal that was for us. Yeah, he was tremendous. Uh, he really was. The, that goal gets better every time you see it. As I say, I, I've watched it many, many times. Ali, your, your views changed much? No, I, th- I thought it was a good performance by Rangers. I think we all had a bit of fear in us because of what we've seen this season when Rangers concede, and especially it goes 2-1 for quite a long period of time. But looking back at the game, Rangers never in bother. Livingston really did nothing the second half of the game, and we deservedly got the third. Probably could have maybe got another couple of goals, to be honest. But it's one of these tricky games. Livingston, even at ground, you, you never go there. I mean, you see Celtic this year have, have been beaten and drawn with them already this season, and they're a, they're a stuffy team, Livingston. They're well organised. Obviously, that part gives them an, an advantage. I did think when it, when it did snow, it would help us in terms of the park. It would speed up the, the, the play of the ball. Um, I did know it's near the end. It was slowing down a wee bit. So, overall, I was I was delighted. If somebody told me before you're going to win 3-1 away at Livingston, I would have snapped it, snapped it out there. So, um, I was absolutely delighted. And then... To me, it's just another away game ticked off and we roll on to the next one. Yeah, <clears throat> Scotia, it's never a place Rangers go and tend to have an easy afternoon of it. Um, but, I mean, I've watched the game back and especially that second half, it was it was pretty easy, Ozzy, for Rangers, to be honest. It was quite um, it was quite a convincing one. Yeah, I mean, looking back at it, I've not watched the full match back, but I've watched it in bits and pieces. Um, for periods and yeah I'm a lot happier than I probably was after the game and um, with the result because I think directly after the game it completely went out my mind that we were playing in a plastic pitch so it was just giving a reaction like of what the performance was like not really taking into account the pitch and as you say in the second half it was it was a really controlled comfortable performance whereas during the game I think it, I think it was probably just because we were only up by one goal that I was feeling a wee bit a wee bit nervous, but you know, once you watch it bits back in bits, um, yeah, you're a lot more comfortable. One of the things I did pick up on was C4 um their goal. I know we'd spoke about it being a Golson's fault. I was watching it back and part of me thinks McGregor could maybe do a wee bit better as well with the rebound save. Certainly a younger McGregor would have done because it was a it was a very similar sort of attacking play that they'd done right after we'd scored, scored the first goal. And it kind of resulted in, in similar, like the ball going over Goldson and, and McGregor making the save. But unfortunately for that second one, he just couldn't get to the rebound. But yeah, very pleased all in all. Typical yeah. defender back in actual defender <laughs> defensive mentality there, slating the goalkeeper. <laughs> just blame the keeper. Yeah, that's the usual defender. Like, Not defender. blaming him. A, a younger a younger McGregor would have done better, I think. He, he would have got to it, I think. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I, I, to be honest, Scotch, that's a wee bit harsh. I think. To, I think you have to remember the age 
McGregor is and for the fact that he can go down I mean he's older than me and if I dive for the first one like that it would take me about three or four minutes to get back to my feet never mind a couple of seconds so I'm not yeah sweating. I mean no of course you're not no of course you're not I think um, I mean I think my, the, the biggest thing I feel bad about really about the, the game on Sundays that guy with the one shovel, he must have started clearing that pitch at about three o'clock in the morning in order for that game to go ahead. So he's did a hell of a shift, that, that lad. So that's probably the only the only bad bit I feel about that game. Um so but I'll just I wanted to just discuss if I'm Broncos first two games, um what have we learned, if we've learned anything at all. So Kenton Hadji, um the wed thing that everybody's talking about. Ali, I'll come to you. Maybe not so much with uh, Aribo and Hadji because as I can't remember, I think it was Ryan that mentioned that Aribo and Hadji are swapping positions quite a lot. Kent is very much not leaving the left-hand side, so you expect this to be something we see going forward now that Ryan Kent is definitely a winger? Yeah, I prefer him out there. I always prefer him out there, and you can see he's been told to kind of hug that touchline a bit. Same with Alfie, told to stay through the middle. He did drop a wee bit in that Livingston game to pick balls up. <laughs> when he gave balls away as well. I hope it just wasn't a great game for him. But yeah, you can see subtle changes. In terms of Ryan saying, we're mixing up a wee bit. We are going route one a lot of the time. We're bringing them out and playing balls over the top. Goldson, I know he had a couple of shocking passes at times, but he did pull off, like we said in the aftermatch, a couple of Hollywoods as well. So they're mixing up Rangers and he's changing it throughout the game. I did notice in the first half, Winning for long though, but Ryan Kent switched wings at one point and Hadji came over the other mm. side, so he's is constantly kind of changing. Um, Gerard, when he, when he was under Gerard, he would say we did change slightly in games, but uh, you wouldn't really notice it that much. But under Van Bronckhorst, and he's only been in the door, Christ, I don't know, a week now or something, <laughs> and he's had two yeah. games, he's not had a solid week to, to drill the team yet, so and he's not going to get it, I think. Till the week before Christmas, like I said before, but no, you do notice the changes now, and it's um, it's positive. He's, he's getting a wee bit out of some players. I did say I think Hadji could be a player for him going forward. He's a type of player I think he'll like. Um, so Scotia will be happy about that. But um, no, it's, I'm delighted so far with him. Broncos two wins out of two. The, the 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 test for me is tomorrow night against Hibs. That's a big test because let's be honest, Hibs. They didn't destroy us at Hamden, but they beat us comfortably and they deserved their win. So they'll have their tails up for it. So for me, that's the big test for Van Bronckhurst. Can can he get that one? And if he gets that one, then I honestly think we could motor through December. I really do. Hope so. Um, Ryan, I'll come to you. Just something about uh, Ali mentioned in there about the Route 1. Uh, and it's more about the passing differences. And the, 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 quite early on, I think Van Bronckhurst has... He's probably offered the players the freedom to pick the pass that they think they should be hitting. And um, can I give them more? Don't just go backwards. If you can go forwards, go forwards. Can I think? Because a lot of the times with Gerard, we were getting, we used to get very frustrated, especially this season being a goal down. It was side to side, side to side, no forward, nobody even taking a risk. But the. <clears throat> The, the Arfield's goal in particular, it actually starts with McGregor and we walk into the midfield. There's a good bit of one-touch passing in the midfield and then Arfield's off on his run. Tav gets the ball, flicks it over the top. Uh, to me, it's a, it's a superb goal and I think it's something that Rangers have not been doing. So, again, it's kind of almost the same question. Do you think this 
the kind of a wider a wider scope of passing is something that's going to be part of Van Bronckhorst's plan. I I think it will. I think he'll he'll have analysed the style of play that, that Gerard left and what was going right, what was going wrong. The goal, Arfield's goal was a, a, a very last season goal for me and the way we kind of got up the pitch so uh, so so quickly. Um, you're going to see a very, I think you're already seeing a variation in the passing with Rangers. There's balls that are getting, especially with Bassey, I, I quite like Bassey, it's in a half. I know that's a, a quite a bold statement, but I quite like him because I think he's not scared to kind of take a ping the way Goldson is, because I think Goldson was only centre-half that would do that, whereas I'm seeing Bassey um, kind of bypass the midfield a few times, and I like that. Um, so, yeah, I think Van Bronckhorst are already seeing a variation in his style in terms of passing, which I like because we did. There's no getting away from it. We overpassed it so many times. Under Gerard, he likes possession football. Gerard, he likes to... He's obviously got a philosophy where if the opponent don't have the ball, then they can't score against you. But we know what defences are like. We know how teams set up against us. You've got to take a risk. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm quite pleased so far what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think even in terms of the goals that we've scored as well under Van Bronckhurst, it's still it's, it's the, the not overpassing that's leading to this opportunity. And people did criticise, or people have made the easy assumption that if that was Joe Aribo under Gerrard, he makes another pass there and doesn't shoot. I'm not sure about that because it's one of the ones that it's absolutely perfect for him to shoot. He's got about two yards on the defender. It's came to him at a good pace. He's at a good angle. So I think Joe Aribo generally hits that every day of the week. But he wouldn't normally be in that position that he was in so it's interesting that um, still sticking on the change of things Scotia um, the change of personnel change of formations uh, the press conference um, yesterday uh, he said that it's a big squad with different strengths and qualities changing the system is important in modern football and we will prepare differently for every game as each each game offers the different offers different challenges so this is a wee bit of music to my ears as well because I do think Rangers became a wee bit stale in the kind of four-three-three, whereas Van Bronckhurst is not scared to change this. Uh, yeah, we're talking about change of personnel, um, which we've not really seen yet. Obviously, two games he's kept the team remarkably similar, um, very consistent, which again I think is a good thing. But in terms of the formations, he's not scared to, to change it when he feels like he has to. Yeah, and he's changed it in games as well. You know, he's, he's uh, to be sort of finished that game with a more sort of four four two like formation than we did. Now. And again, it was a, it was a different formation on Sunday than what it was to the one we played on Sparta Prague the, the previous Thursday. It was ever so different as well. And I think with, with Gerard, they did really only play the one way. And I know they've come out and said that they did, they were making small tweaks, but they were very very minor tweaks. Whereas the ones that Gerard's making here are particularly obvious. I think, you know, as you were saying with the, the bit of width, it's maybe similar to how we played under Gerard in his first season when we had Candias there playing as a more as a winger. It might it's a bit more similar to that in some respects. But yeah, he, he doesn't look scared to, to change things up during time. The, the thing that he said about personnel thing gives me a bit of confidence, you know, you'll come on to it in the press conference, but obviously Defoe was mentioned. And um, I, for me, it gives... Um, I've got it in the back of my mind when it is um, he only in a six month loan? So no, he's a year. I don't know if, oh, is, is it a year? But I don't know if there's an yeah. option to recall. I've just got it in the back of my mind that Itton might get more game time under under G, Geo than he did was getting under Gerard. I think Itton and Katic both have the week the week 
call clause in it for January. So oh, we'll come on to the four later. I don't know if that what that spells for Itton, to be honest, with, with, with what Van Bronckhorst has said about the four, but we will we will come on to that. Um, Ryan, I'm going to come back to you as well because you did mention having Patterson in the same team. At the press conference, um, Van Bronckhorst said that he's happy to use Patterson to, to, to secure up the defence, but also um, to also use his pace going forward. Now, we obviously seen this first under Gerard. Um, it didn't last very long. Um, when we did do it, it was very, very brief at this. I'm... I'm I'm for it and I'm not for it. I don't want to be too disrespectful to Livingston, but I think we need two full-backs on when we're 3-1 up in a game. No, I, I particularly don't think that. But for big games, and obviously there's... All, there's he's still, Van Bronckhurst is still trying to implement his style on the on the team the way that he wants to play. So are you for Tavon Patterson being in the same team? Or is this something that you think is... It'll be short of a short lifespan. I think he's exploring his options. I, th- I do. I think he's exploring his options, and like we've, we've spoke, we've exhausted it with Patterson. He is ready to play, and he's he's an asset to us. So is Tavernier when he's in the squad going forward for us. He's an asset. There's no doubt about that. I think he's just exploring his options because we are going to come up against tougher opposition than Livingston, than Spark Prague. We have got some big games coming up soon, and. I think I still think teams target Tavernier down that left hand side. I do see it. Long balls get played when he's up the pitch and they do target that side. His right hand man or his left hand man if you if you're him isn't having the best of seasons at the moment, so he can be hit and miss. So teams will target us down that side. Is it a bad thing to shore it up and have Patterson on and maybe have that option that say we're playing away to at Tynecastle or we're playing them at Parkhead, will he maybe go with Patterson and Tavernier on the same team just to have that contingency on the right-hand side? I think that's all he's doing. I think he's just exploring his options, but at the same time developing uh, developing Patterson. Yeah, Ali, do you think this is... Um, I, I, we're talking about Tav and de- defensively and whatever else. I gave Tav, ma- Tav man of the match on Sunday. I watched the game back in that moment after Rangers scored where we turned into panic merchants. One of the decisions Tav made to let the uh, defender in, he was miles away from getting ahead on. I was like, oh, I forgot all about that. But again, he still got two assists, so I'll let myself off for that. But do you think what Ryan's saying there, do you think we'll see Tav and um, uh, Tav and Patterson start a game together? Possibly. I think it. I think Ryan's right. Your bigger games, your games against Celtic, I Hearts away. You could even say Hibs away tomorrow, although we'll come on to our teams. But um, European competition, I he might to kind of shore up that side, and he does offer an offensive side as well. Patterson, I mean, he's not just a right, he's an offensive. He's the same as Tar. They're both offensive right backs. Um, do I like them in the same team? I, I, I'm in your camp a bit, Carney, at the moment. I don't know. I'd probably like to see it from the start to see maybe I could have a run. But at the same time, can we give them a run in the team together at the moment? Because there's so many big games coming up and there's better players for that position where Patterson would be in. So I don't know. We've got Leon coming up in a week's time, which is a glorified friendly. Does he try it there? He might, because he can. Um, you'll be able to try a lot of things in that game because that really is a friendly. I know the board will look at that and go, we want to win because we get more money if we win, but it really is a glorified friendly. But 
No, it's, it's interesting seeing it because Gerard tried it. We remember he did try it at the end of the season and then we never really seen it again. It's interesting. Van Bronck has done it twice in both his games. So for me, yeah, I think we will see it going forward. And I think it will be, as Ryan says, but the bigger games, if you want to see, we may see it from the start, possibly. Yeah, Scotia, without... Um... Without trying to be a tactics man, because I'm not really... We can't really play a five. You can't really play three and two wings backs because it still doesn't work because you don't have enough, if that makes sense. And we could almost become, God, dare I say it, too attacking because for them all to be in the team, for Patterson to get his run up and down, Hadji's is probably going to need to move in behind the striker. Aribo would probably have to drop deep or Steve Davis and the two centre-backs are just going to be standing there while everybody else is up the park attacking. So it's one of them ones it's going to be a bit of a balancing act to get right. But a defender at heart, mate, what's your, what's your thoughts on um, Tav and Patterson in the same team? Yeah, um, like Ali says, perhaps for the Leon game, I could see them starting. But for any game with any meaning, I wouldn't want it and I don't think he will. I think the, both times Pat, um, Patterson's come on, I think it's been tactical, obviously. Gio went into quite a bit of discussion about why he done it against Sparta because of their high high left back. But for the for the Livy game, Aribo and Arfield were playing quite high at points and Kamara was really the only one sitting really deep in midfield. So again, it was probably to take Hadji off to offer a wee bit more protection further back down the pitch. Um, so I want Patterson to develop as a right-back selfishly for me in terms of I think he's really good there and obviously for Scotland. Also, I was thinking about this and it, it reminded me of mind when Advocat came in and he brought um, Reno Gattuso back to right-back and Reno went in the huff. <laughs> I don't think Patterson would do that, but um, that, that annoyed me at the time because Reno was a bit of a cult hero of mine at that, when I was that age. Um, yeah, so I've always got that in the back of my mind. So, it could potentially happen for the Leon game, but for a competitive game, I think it'll maybe just be, we'll see that happening if the, the tactics and the way the game's going sort of calls for it. Yeah, if and when, I think. Yeah, I'll go along with that. If, if and when it's required, it, it will happen. Um, Ryan, just quickly before we move on from, from this, uh, we had our say on the, the post-match on Sunday about Morelos. What was your thoughts of Morelos on Sunday? I think in the space of two games, you have seen the good and the bad of Alfredo Morelos. Oh, you definitely have. You definitely have. Like, we, the Hibs game, not to, go, not to jump back there, but we, I think we're all collectively saying that he was nothing short of disgrace, his attitude on, on that game. And then he pops up with two goals in Europe, the two goals that we need. And what's what he does? He's a goal scorer, create a chance for him. Bang, he scores a goal. Um, two goals. Didn't have his best game on Sunday. Set that one up. Yeah, he set that one up for a rebo. This is just what you get from Morelos. Just sometimes it's happened, sometimes it's not. I don't think his attitude was anywhere what it was at Hibs. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slate him. But yeah, he didn't have his, his best game. <laughs> The pitch, I'm not going to blame the pitch, no, I'm not. His <laughs> link-up play sometimes is terrible. I mean, his, his first touch and his, it is poor at times. It's something he's, I, I picked up on it years ago because where I sit, they, the players warm up in front of me and they do like a piggy in the middle. I don't know what it's called. The modern-day footballers call it Rabona or something. No, it's not Rabona. I can't remember. But um, piggy in the middle and see when Alfie's on the outside and they're keeping the ball off something, he's always the one that loses the ball because his touch is so bad. 
and you can see him going in the half and having to go in the middle. And so that's just him. That's what you get from. But if you if you create a chance for Alfie, he's going to score. And if he doesn't score last one, he'll score the next one. He's our striker. We just stick with him. And um, and I touched him on Sunday, so not really caring. That's amazing. <laughs> that's quality. Um, that's brilliant. Uh, no, I think I think we always agree it was just one of those days for Alfie. Look, he got an assist, he did, but everything else didn't really come off for him. But I fully expect him to be firing tomorrow night. Uh, I think you he, he loves a game against Hibs. Well, usually, usually, apart from the cup game, he usually loves a game against Hibs. Um, and we'll just be nodding dogs here. The one thing we have definitely learned is that there's still work to do in a defence. Yes, Indeed. Yes. yes, very much so. That's a whole nother podcast. So we'll move on. Uh, today was the AGM, um, all rather straightforward from all reports. Ryan, do you want to take us through the kind of main points of it, mate? Yeah, so I wasn't at it, but I did I did catch up on Heart and Hands. Um David Edgar did a quick pod when he when he came out uh came out the AGM, which was pretty decent for a for a uh, update for us. Um took some notes and I, I watched a bit of it. If, if anybody didn't know, you can watch it on Rangers TV or on YouTube. It's about an hour. I've watched about half an hour of it. It's actually worth a watch, to be honest. Um, and it was very, very similar to an AGM over the east end of the, of the city last last week, where it was all about Rangers. Um, I'll just go over the, the kind of notes I've taken. So Stuart Robertson uh, said the club are close to financial stability. And despite reports, we do not have to sell any players. Um, then the seven and a half million was reported on our uh, annual financial reports. Uh, the investors have already met that, um, so there's no concerns there. James Bisgrove also spoke about the current Castor deal. He said that was going well. Um, however, the club will still look to go into the market um, due to their capable sales record. Um, the Ross Wilson. Thought he was really good in it. As I said, I give it a watch. He was really good. He spoke well. Um, spoke about the player contract. He said older players that'll be reviewed. Their contracts will be reviewed at the end of the season. Uh, Non-contributing players will be moved on. I'm thinking Barker. Who else? Not Andy Fox because he'll probably be. I shouldn't smile. I shouldn't. I shouldn't smile when you say Barker, but I did. <laughs> it's the first, first player that came to mind, um, but I reckon he, he'll be one of them that's moved on. There's probably another few that I can't think of. Um, and contributing players, this is probably more notable. Um, Ross Wilson said the model on the salary will not be broken. Um, and he also mentioned that he sees the players day in, day out. And he didn't, I think, I think he's been quite targeting a certain player with us. He said it wasn't it wouldn't be fair to label any question or commitment on players based on their contracts of renewing a contract or not wanting to renew a contract under the current model we have. For me that was very clearly talking about Connor Goldson and I actually had a wee think about that and if that's what Ross Wilson said, if he's saying that Connor Goldson looks committed every day then maybe Connor Goldson is committed and he's just come out after that game and just not 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 been the best person to speak to after the game, but it certainly made me reevaluate my opinion because if Ross Wilson's seen him every day and he thinks he's committed, then I'm sure he is. Um in the last just a couple of Q and A's I've noted down, uh, Stuart Robertson was asked about safe standing and he said it wasn't a priority. 
I don't know what you guys think. We can we can speak about that in a minute. I don't think Rangers will ever go for safe standing because of the Ibrox disaster. I think it will be. I just don't think it's something we will ever explore uh, and disable facilities as well. Um, he said that they have to improve in the stadium. They're pretty boy, pretty behind the times. And finally, the Walter Smith. He was asked about a Walter Smith tribute and whether it would be a stand or a statue. And he said there are a lot of uh, opinions on that, and they're up for discussion at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it was all rather straightforward. Um, I'm glad to hear about the Walter Smith thing. I think it's uh, fully deserved for something to happen. I think there's scope for it to happen. So, be a stand, be a statue. I'm glad the club are opening to that. Um, Ali, again, it was all pretty straightforward. And who would have thunk it, mate? We're not going to admin. <laughs> if I know, the other side of the set will be gutted, won't they? They're going to talk about it now. Um, I thought it was pretty straightforward. I mean, I was just seeing snippets in uh, Twitter today, those at work, so I just seen bits of it. I, I, one of the ones I did take from it, and we actually forgot to mention in the podcast the other week, was Rangers have hired a new customer service manager who's going to oversee everything, which is good because we've had the discussions on here many a time about ticketing How bad websites. the website that is, just, yeah. I think Stuart Robson came out and agreed and says it is absolutely terrible, a shambles, I think you might use the word. Um, so there is now a, a, a main person in charge of a team now that's going to oversee this. So I think going forward, we should see improvements in that, which I thought was a is a big thing, which means they're listening to Rangers fans in terms of getting somebody in. So I thought that was good. But um, I overall, I, I thought it was routine, I don't think there was really much to touch on in terms of what's happened. Um, obviously, they had the trophy there. I think Douglas Park said it's back where it where it belongs, which was which was nice to hear from him. So, um, aye. Apart from that, like I say, routine to me. That's what it was, and aye, all about Rangers. Yes, yeah. all about Rangers. Um, Scotia, obviously, good to hear that we don't have to sell players. However, we do know we um, we will sell players, but I think that was a. Uh, we will sell, but you have to offer the right price. Yeah, I, I would argue we do need to sell players, but not for a, probably what Robertson was getting at there is in a financial sense. But I think we need to be selling players to freshen up the squad and keep it turning over. Um, but I think he was probably just purely focusing on the, the financial aspect of it. So no, that is good to hear from that. Yeah, Ryan covered a lot of the points really well. I was kind of keeping up to date with what Mark Dingwall from Follow Follow, he was putting out quite an extensive list on um, his website. There's a couple of wee things that I picked up on was that um, Edmondson House will obviously be finished by the end of 2022. Um, and what they're planning to do with the existing Rangers store is either turn that into a sports bar or some other kind of facility for the match day experience, which is quite good. Did, I think you, like it, probably... did you like it because it said sports bar and you were like, oh, I want to go there? <laughs> No, no, I'm happy enough drinking along Paisley Road West and then into Loudon and stuff. So um, I think it should probably that should probably be another space for um, you know people that don't want to go to the pub to go to. That would be ideal yeah. for that. Scotia, um, have you got your Edmondson House um, package thing yet? Oh, it's still delayed, mate. I probably won't see that until <laughs> next year. Some point. End of 2022. That's when you'll see it. <laughs> probably. You'll see Edmondson. You'll see Edmondson House first before you see that package, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Like another couple of things he'd mentioned is the merchandise and stuff. I think it, this year or last year was about 14 million and they're aiming to go up to 27 and a half million. It's going next year. So um, that's quite ambitious, I think, but good if it can pulled off. And then on the commercial partners, you know, we always get bombarded with 
Rangers had announced new new partnership with such and such. Last year we made three million. That by the end of this year we're looking at a seven million, Kenny. Which again is good. And although we might get annoyed with us announcing a new partner every every second day, it feels that sometimes it's it's paying dividends in terms of getting money into the club. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean it's all good. I mean, is it any wonder Castle send you this week? We bring you Tuesday range. Um, here we go, and here's <laughs> Sunday's range. Uh, no, I know. I mean, I think Castle. I think. Rangers are becoming very attractive because of how much we sell. If the product is correct, if the colour is correct, if the badge is correct, then it will sell. It's, it's, it's really as simple as that. We're a global brand at the end of the day, so we are very attractive to kit manufacturers and um, brands. So, no, as I say, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, it was very, 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 very routine. Um, just one word. Um, this isn't if we want safe standing to happen. It's whether if you think it ever will. Um, Ryan, do you think it will ever happen? No, I don't think it will ever happen. And for the reasons that uh, I said before, because of the Ibex disaster, we're in a different... We, 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 the club has been affected by that. And I don't think we'll ever go back. I think it's it's it'd be a, probably a bit of an insult to the families that, that lost people, and I just don't see us ever ever. Ex- they may explore it, but I don't see us ever doing it. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree, mate. I think as well. The having to move people that have sat in that seat for an X amount of years and stuff is not great and it's not just so um, they can get a safe standard. Look, I think it would improve the atmosphere. As I, I do all that. For me personally, I would never go there to stand and watch a game. I'm very happily in the seat that I'm in. So, uh, But I can get people why, why people want it, why people don't. It's one of them things, but I don't think it will happen. Ali, do you think it will ever happen? Hmm. Same as you. I can't see. I know the other side of the city have got it in terms of the seat folds up and folds down for certain games, but uh, nah, I can't see it. And from reading his comments today, it's way back the list at the moment. Yeah, Scotia, your agreement? Yeah, I think so. And I'd know, I picked up on something, I think it was in Follow Fall today, that someone had made a point that um, obviously the Union Bears are in at the Brimlin, and I mean, they stand up anyway, I think, during the game. So, you know, they, they do that. But if you were put safe standing into the Brimlin, if we get Celtic in the cup in an earlier round, they cause of the cup ticketing allocations, they get they get the whole of the Brimlin. <laughs> so they'll have our safe standing section if it gets stuck in there. So it would probably yeah. have to get put in the Copeland. Yeah. I think that's it. That's exactly it. I think the, the, the way they were looking at would be the Copeland uh, behind the goal. So um, I think that would be it. Look, it doesn't. It don't, wouldn't affect me personally because I, I sit in the club deck three. If I sit in the club deck, Ryan, you're in the govern stance, so Sandy Jardin stance. So it wouldn't affect us. But I just I don't see the club doing it. Um, as I say, people have their opinions on whether that's a good or a bad thing, but it's really indifferent to me. But yeah, just the way what he said, I don't think it will happen. Uh, before we go on to the next game, um, just mentioning um, that Rangers will be taking on Stirling Albion in the fourth round of the Scottish Cup, due to take place on the weekend of the 22nd of January. So a good game to come back to after the winter break. Home tie, it's a conspiracy. Uh, now we'll move on to our next match, which is Wednesday night, and it sees Rangers out for revenge at Easter Road. So the press conference was yesterday due at the AGM being today. Um, it was Van Bronckhurst and Sakala. So Van Bronckhurst had 
this to say, he said Roof may be back in the squad for Wednesday. Helander is back in the pitch, but not yet with the team. Hopefully back with the team in December. Uh, on Sunday, he said he was very pleased with performance, especially on the, on the plastic pitch. Mentioned again, losing a bit of control of the game at the end of the first half. On the Hibs game, he says it'll be a difficult game. Um, we have looked uh, back on a defeat in the Cup uh, and the defeat that we rightly so lost, uh, but it's a new chance to get three points. Um, revenge, really, as I think everybody is calling it. Uh, and on the change of shape and formations, he said it's a big squad with different strengths and qualities. Changing the system is important at modern football. And on Sakala, he said he's happy to use him anywhere in the final uh, third of the pitch along the front line. Bashi was really happy with his performances. Um, he can play at centre-back and he's very open to learning, gives good energy into the team. And then Jermaine Defoe, he's only a player, so we may see more of him this season. Ali, good news about Roof and Holander. Um, not so not so good the fact that there was no mention of Balogun, but what's your take on um, the, the Jermaine Defoe thing? Defoe? Yeah, oh, pretty much. When Roy McKay came in, He's a strikers coach. They're not going to have two strikers coach. So I thought the writing was on the wall for Defoe. So at least he was on the bench. So I will he go in January? Possibly. They might do a deal with Defoe in January if um, just to, he'll probably walk away Defoe, to be honest, if that's what he wants to do. If he wants to play football or go and coach, because he's obviously not going to be coaching the Rangers from now on. That's understandable. From Broncos to want his own guys and he's obviously brought Roy McKay in. So yeah, that the four will be there as a player from now till at least January. So uh, he's a good option, though. The four, I mean, he is a good option. I think I think Ryan mentioned it a few weeks ago in terms of if we had the four in one of these games, it would be a good option to bring on because we didn't. Nobody liked the four to bring on. Um, Sakala's a wee bit different. Always come on and score, but the four's that poacher you want. So I think he's a good. He's a good. He's a good option to have on the bench. If you want him on a bench to bring on for 15, 20 minutes at the end of the game, and uh, that's what he's going to be. He's 39 years to phone now, I think. So, yeah, like I say, he'll be there in January at least. Then they might have a discussion in January of, do you want to stay or, or do you want to go somewhere else? Yeah, Ryan, he was only on the park for two minutes and he's still got a shot on target, so he's still got something about him. Oh, yeah, he's definitely got something about him. He's, he always have something. He's very like McCoy's that way. He's just got that striker's instinct and he'll always have it. Um, I said when he came on, I, I turned to the boys and I said, he'll score here. Like he'll do, but you just know he'll try and he'll try and get a shot away. I like the foe. I'm not a I'm not a kind of fan who says, oh, someone's too young or someone's too old. I think if you're good enough, you're good enough and that's it. Uh, the foe is good enough to play for us if he's fit. He can play and he can. He'll put in a performance. He'll score goals for us. If Van Bronckhorst is going to play him from now to the end of the season, whether that's just cameo appearances, whatever, he will score goals. That's what he does. Uh, so if we create chances, I'm, ha- I'm more than happy to see him playing for Rangers again. Because um, I was a bit disappointed that not the Gerard put him in a coaching role, but just kind of put him in a coaching role. And then right, that's you. You're, you're kind of done. It was like so. Is Defoe never going to play for us again? That was. It gives us a different option. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 pretty happy with that. Yeah, Scotia, he was probably pretty delighted the fact that Rangers are playing um, Sterling Albion in the first game back because he's going to be hanging about for a bit and he's probably assured on to start that game. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he gives us another option up front and a slightly different option, more direct than than the other guys do. And obviously, when January comes around, our priority in terms of signings is going to have to be centre half. 
because um, if, depending on how bad Balogun's injury is, he's likely to be going away to that African Cup of Nations, so he'll be gone for a while. Bassi could potentially be going away to that. Um, so <laughs> we've got no one in defence then, so we really need to buy a defender. So I think I think you'll see the full sticking around to give us that option in an attack. You know, like Ryan said, he, kinda, he disappeared after a game or two in August and then never seen him again. You've seen him in Sky TV when we were actually playing a game ourselves. Um, so I don't know what was going on there, but I'd, I'd, I'd keep him around till the end of the season and I think he would be a good option for us. Like you say, games like Sterling Albion, you obviously, did they start that Levy game last season where he scored that absolutely cracking yeah. goal? Yes. Yeah. yes. So like game, games like that at Ibrox, I mean, we've got Dundee at Ibrox and Sunday, um, Saturday there. Is it Dundee? I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that, that's the that's the kind of type of game that like Jermaine Defoe come in and play and contribute to. So, no, I'm more than happy for him to be kicking around the team. You almost talked yourself out the fact that it was Dundee there, mate. <laughs> Dundee, Dundee, Dundee. Not really many, Dundee. Not, not many games in December. Can't keep up. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, as I say, I think it's quite interesting. As I say, I do. It's really up to the phone now, as you've said, Ali. It's up to him what he decides to do now, which you may go, and this is not really for me. I want to go and do my coaching. Uh, but I am glad that he's going to be sticking around. Even if he's not coaching, he's still there to to learn off for, for our strikers and for our youth strikers as well that come up and train with the, the, the first team. Um, then, yeah, I, I'm all for it. So we'll move on to Sakala, and I could not love this man anymore. Um, David Edgar asked him about his song and his, uh, his smile as he was waiting to come on. Uh, and his response is actually so good that I'm going to play it now. Yeah, you know, it's it's a very big motivation to see how fans react when I'm getting on the pitch. Uh, I really I really appreciate the support I'm getting from the fans, and uh, I really appreciate you know the song they made for me. It's a, it's a very beautiful song, very nice one. Uh, it can't get off my mind. I always sing it when I'm, I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very happy, and I really appreciate the support yeah, from the fans, and uh, it's a very big motivation for me. He's just so humble, he's so grounded, he's a complete breath of fresh air. I think he genuinely feels privileged and honoured for where he is, and even for every single day. Ryan, I, I just love this man. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, I don't like watching the player, the player um, press conferences, but I watched that one because mm. you just you enjoy. He's just a happy guy. He's kind of guy you like to be around, and I bet he's infectious in that dressing room. Um, such a humble guy. I think it was our group chat I, I texted to and I just said it kind of embarrasses you when you see something so happy like that because I don't know about you, but see during the week I am one torn face bastard. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so crabby at work all day and like I'm being crabby about nothing really and you see somebody like that who's I've had a privileged background compared to this guy. I've read I've read some stuff on him and yeah, he's, he's just such a joy to have about and he's scoring goals for us as well and there's nothing better than seeing Someone scoring goals and smiling in a Rangers shirt. Yeah, he's a he's a fan's favourite already. Where does it come from? Zambia. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Zambia. Eh? <laughs> Ali, as soon as, as soon as as soon as I played that clip there, I could still see all you and every single one of us just had a massive smile on our face. Well, if he if if he sings that song on his own all the time, should come into my flat. Honestly, <laughs> every time I wake up and in the shower in the morning, I seem to sing it to myself and. <laughs> I think it's just constantly in my head now. It's um, a good big song, to be fair. I do enjoy that song. And I did enjoy him at the side of the park when the 
when Ryan was getting all the fans to sing it for him on, on Sunday there and he was enjoying <laughs> it. So it was uh no, yes, it's infectious the way the wee guy is and I, you just want him to do really well for Rangers. I really, I really do. And he comes across brilliant in interviews and I think he will do well for Rangers. He already has. Um, to come to Glasgow and to a big team like Rangers, it'll take time for him to settle in. And I, I think he is settling in now and he, hopefully he can, he can motor on now and we can, we can sing that song every week. Yeah, Scotia, as, as much of a nice man that he is, and he is a, a lovely man, um, Ryan mentioned, obviously, his background and he, where he's came from. We pretty much all came from a very privileged background compared to from what Fashion Sakala's come from. So there is definitely determination uh, in Sakala to succeed. Yeah, he's he's just so enthusiastic about life. And, you know, the, the way – I'm not a religious person, but the way he speaks about his, his religion and how and he, he is, it's really refreshing to hear that because I'm so used to, like, a doer, Calvinistic, Presbyterian kind of Scottish <laughs> religious mentality <laughs> and just seeing that kind of joy. It's it's very similar to Marvin Andrews. They're yes. very, just very happy guys. And it's brilliant to see. I mean, I've not read too much into what his background's been like. I really need to go in and look at that. But, um yeah, it, it just it makes you smile so much. It's it's brilliant. Um, I love him already, and he's only been here for less than six months. Yeah, it's incredible. It was so good that I thought I'll, I'll need to play that in the pod. Uh, so uh, just brilliant from him. It really was. He was. Uh, he's just a breath of fresh air. He's, he's such a, a good guy to watch get interviewed. He's like literally like a kid in a candy shop. You just can't believe what's happening to him, and his smile is is infectious. So on to Hibs themselves. Um, since beating Rangers in the cup, they returned to form with a one 0 defeat to Ross County. They were one. Uh, they were then down 1-0 against St Johnston for 80-odd minutes and two late, two late goals got Porteous out of jail eh, as he scored the one goal to give St Johnston something to hold on to. Last time we met them in the league, eh, we won 2-1 at Ibrooks. Um, Ali, Rangers are coming to town, so they all know they're going to raise their game. Of course they will. They could have got beat against St Johnston and made it six defeats in, in a row in the league. And it, it, that I said previously when we played Hibs in the the semi-final, we mentioned their form and I went, throw that out of the window because it won't it won't count and it's true. They show up against us and to be fair, they show up against Celtic as well and um, they'll be up for it. They'll fancy themselves, Hibs. They, they will. I think Jack, I listened a wee bit of Jack Ross. He was kind of saying they'll be, they'll be slightly wary of Rangers in terms of they're a bit of a wounded animal when Bronkhurst is in, new ideas. So, yeah, but I... I think they'll have a go at us again, Hibs. I really do. The boy Boyle up front, he's he's got pace. And that, that hurts defence, and especially our defence at the moment, we are a bit, a, a bit shaky at the back. So, yeah, I we need to try and keep it tight. And um, it'll be a tight game. It always is at Easter Road, to be fair. But we owe Hibs one. And I just hope Rangers go out there and give a performance that they should have gave us that Sunday at Hamden. Um so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But like I say, Hibs will be up for this game and it will be close. Yeah, Brian, it's always crucial for Rangers not to concede first, especially the way this season is going. But tomorrow night, Rangers cannot concede first. Yeah, I said that to my dad last night. I said, I don't fancy us. If we concede first on Wednesday, I don't think we can. Um, to give us a bit of confidence, I, I do think that's what, one of the things I've seen in only two games under Van Bronckhorst, we are starting games better. Um, like I say, I know it's only two games, but I do feel as if we are starting games better. Mm-hmm. It will be a conversation that Van Bronckhorst had 
um, with the players. He's, like I say, we've looked at the previous performances um, before he came in and it's, it's, it has been an issue for us. That issue is gone. Um, I fancied Rangers to, to go on and, and get a result tomorrow night, but Hibs will be up for it. There'll be a lot of long balls and high balls for Goldson and Bassey uh, to deal with. And um, Boyle is a thorn in our backside. He is a decent player, uh, Boyle, but by God, we made him look like Benzema at Hamden. That can't happen <laughs> tomorrow night. Yeah, could not agree more, mate. I literally could not agree more. Scotia, your thoughts uh, thoughts of Hibs ahead of tomorrow night? Um, well, Ali and Ryan will be happy because Martin Boyle's suspended. Super. Is, he, is he suspended, though? Are you sure he's definitely suspended? Yeah. He got a red card against off. St. Johnson. Uh, him and Dodge got sent off. So they, they, missed the, they missed the game tomorrow night, so they're both missing. Um so yeah, you know, I like you were saying, Hibs are going to yeah, raise their game, you would imagine. Um, we just need to go out and exact our revenge, really, on them and put it to bed. But, but Boyle being out, uh, I think's good for us, hopefully, because, yeah, he's a, good, a decent enough player and he's doing quite well on the scoring charts and obviously that scar tissue from a few weeks few weeks back. But hopefully Rangers have got it in their heads that they really need to go out and show Hibs who's boss, really. Yes, I would like to think so. Um, it's good news about Boyle being out. Look, I, again, no disrespect to Hibs. In fact, fuck Hibs, I don't really care. Rangers should be beating Hibs. It's as simple as that. We are better than them. We all know we are. And especially after the disaster that was um, last Sunday, there's no excuse not to go out and absolutely um, to, to get our revenge. Scotia, I'll come back to you. You can go first, mate. Uh, your, your team selection ahead of tomorrow night and your, your predicted score. Yeah, again, the teams are quite difficult at the moment because I'm not sure how, how Gio's going to set up, so it'll take a, a wee while to get that. But I'm for my team, I'm going to go with one change and it's the exact same team that started against Sparta. So McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Bassi and Barisic, Davis and Kamara, Hadji, Aribo, Kent and Morelos. And 2-1, I'll go. Anyone can score first for us. <laughs> you don't care. Um, Ryan, do you want to go next, mate? Yeah, it's pretty easy for me. I'm going with the exact same team on sun as Sunday, and the reason I'm going the reason I'm going for that is because I can't see Davis coming into the team because I can't see who he'll drop because he ain't dropping a Rebo, he ain't dropping Hadji. I don't think he can drop Hadji. I think he's he looks as if he might be a favourite under Van Bronckhorst the way the way he plays, and Arfield's making these runs, scoring goals. I think it'll be the same team as it's Sunday. So I think Davis will sit out again. And I think it'll be 2-0 Rangers Arfield first goal scorer again. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Ali, <laughs> team. Do you, do you say the same team against Sparta, Scotia, Davis coming in for Arfield? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same team as Scotia. I think Steve Davis will come back in. And I feel sorry for Scott Arfield because I thought he had a, he had a good game at the weekend. But I, I think he'll sit out Scotia's man, Hadji, will play, I think, as well. Um, you want a score prediction as well? Yeah. 1-0, Rangers. That's two clean sheets. Ryan went for a clean sheet as well, though. That's true. That's I'll true. I, I, I'll go a wee bit different. Um, not a wee bit, only two. Uh, just to see if I can actually get a team right at some point during my podcast career. Um, Davis to come in for Arfield. Again, a bit harsh on Arfield. I just think for 
letting Kamara to free Kamara up a wee bit, I think he might bring Devo in just to sit there and let Kamara go for, more forward. And I'm going to say Sakala for Hadji because Hadji didn't score and Sakala did at the weekend. That's the literally only reason because I think Hadji's been really good. Um, so and he was he was unlucky not to score on Sunday. Uh, I'm going three one Rangers and Sakala to score first. Uh, so yes, that will do us um, for the the Rangers talk. But just before you all go, finally um, we are going to be live at the Viceroy on Friday the 14th of January. 2022 so tickets are going to be five pounds early access to the tickets are available just now to club at 22 supporters so people who have joined the channel right now um so never a better time to to sign up wink 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 um and general sale will be friday uh, this friday coming 3rd of december at 6 p.m they will go on sale i'll be posting a link on here on youtube uh, uh, on the community tab and on our socials, so keep your eye out for that. Due to it being quite a small venue, and uh, it's our first gig, and nobody might show up. Um, there is only going to be fifty-five tickets available for it, and um, we have sold a few already. So, but there is only going to be fifty-five tickets available. So, uh, a massive thank you to the owners and the staff at the Viceroy for allowing us to do this. Um, I safe to say we're all pretty buzzing about doing this. It's been in the pipeline for a while, hasn't it? It has. Um, but we all kind of said if we could hit a thousand subscribers, and we've done it a lot quicker than we have, than we we thought we would. I think we're up at just over twelve hundred now. But no, it's it's obviously we drink down Page Road West. We're, we're named after the Viceroy. Um, the wee lounge bit we're doing in is quite a good. It's, it's a good wee area as well to do it in. You get a good pint in the Viceroy as well. There's a good you good do. selection you of, of beverages in there. Scotia can testify to that one. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I, you'll, you'll get to meet all of us, and especially Scotia, because Scotia's the main man. Obviously, everyone wants to meet him. So um, I, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, there's, there's the, the the dreaded winter break, so it's um, it'll be good to. To sort of do an overview of the the first half of the season, and hopefully we'll be reviewing Rangers sitting top of the league at that point uh, during the winter break as well. Yeah, hopefully uh, we are going to run a raffle as well. Um, we'll be raising money. The money the, from the raffle will be going to the the Viceroy charity that raises money for defab machines or defab devices, uh, all due in honour of um, Peter, the previous owner who sadly died two and a half years ago. So we'll be trying to source some some as, as many good prizes as we can. Some Rangers related, some will probably just be a bottle of vodka. I'm going to be completely honest, but we'll try our hardest to make the prizes as good as they possibly can be. Scotia, um, I released a wee video to the club at 22 supporters on YouTube and I Warned, I promised them and that I have warned you that you're allowed one, two pints tops before you're allowed on stage. <laughs> That's fine with me. That's fine with me. <laughs> don't worry. Don't you don't you worry. I'll be helping you set up, so don't you worry. That's just well, mate. You will. <laughs> you don't fought it, but mate. I can't wait. Um, you know, I've been speaking about it for a long, long time. And yeah, really looking forward to it actually. It's been I used to do quite a lot of sort of public speaking a few years back in my job, but um, I've not done so much recently, but um, yeah, really looking forward to doing this and um, yeah, just excited to kind of speak to Rangers and, you know, get a wee Q&A going, or like a live interactive Q&A going would be good. So yeah, can't wait. Yeah, buzzing for it. Ryan, you looking forward to it? Oh yes. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm assuming that's going to be the same night that Scotia's do these uh, shaving 
Yes, yes. Oh, no chance. Yes. <laughs> right. well, that's all. That's all yeah. the tickets. That's all the tickets sold out. Then magic. Yeah, it'll be sold um, out. Yeah, his only fans will be live I, as well that night. Brilliant, excellent. I remember putting a link in the next pod uh, for that. Um, yeah, yeah, very much looking forward to it. I think it'll be great. Um, a proper staunch night. To talk about Rangers um, with other Rangers fans there. It'll be. I will be brilliant. Just make sure you don't sell any tickets to Aston Villa fans after that pod we did. Oh, I know. After. I feel they're, looking they're for still, me. They're still after you, mate. Yes. So, as I said, the LA access is for Club Band 22 supporters just now. Um, and the general sale will be Friday the 3rd of December at 6pm. The link will be on the community tab on YouTube and it will be all over our socials. So, if you don't follow our socials, um, jump over and follow there. It will be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, it will be on everything. Um, so, keep your eye out for that. That will be Friday 6pm. And that will do us. Gentlemen, just due to time, I'm just going to say thank you. Just a quick, a quick one to all of you. So, thank you very much. Speak to you tomorrow night after the football. Shameless plug from me. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like the videos. Give us a wee five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment, follow our socials, it really supports us, makes a huge difference. Uh, and that'll do is, as I say, we will be back tomorrow night after hopefully uh, three points at Easter Road. Uh, so until then, we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. And thank you for listening to us tonight. Cheers. <laughs>